Hey everybody, welcome to the 73rd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And in this episode, we wanted to go back and touch upon some of the more major releases of last year that we didn't already cover on the podcast. And if you want to be a part of the process in which we decide what bands we're going to listen to, that was... Damn, I still stepped right into the preposition with that one. That sucks. <laughs> if you want to show, nope. show us some extra support, go check out our Patreon. You can get some cool benefits and vote on the bands that we talk about every month is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Let's get with you, man. Uh, dude, uh, just um, chilling. Uh, Veronica's... Uh, she's uh, house-sitting these two big uh, ragdoll cats right now. I saw uh, that. Downtown, yeah. Uh, do you they know what a ragdoll cat is? Nope. So basically, a re- one ragdoll cat is at least the size and weight of two regular cats. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a very large cat. Uh, and basically, they're really fluffy, a lot of hair everywhere. But when you pick them up, they ultimately just go limp like they're a fucking sack of potatoes. Okay. So so it more yeah. describes so their, their disposition, I suppose. Yeah, they literally just give in to you. They're like... That kind of thing. It's very, and there's such a large cat that you're like, oh, okay, okay, all right. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's what she's doing. And uh, so I'm actually just hanging out with Toto, and I I want to murder this motherfucker. It takes two people to have a parrot because one person, it's like he wants to hang with you all day and shit. So uh, today, him and I, we've uh, ah Toto. I think I still have red marks on my hand from when he bit me the last time I came over, fully two weeks ago. You know what? Uh, he he'll always he bite. He doesn't like. Yeah, he doesn't bite me in anger really much unless I'm trying to grab him off somebody. But he fucking hates white paper towels. And lately, <laughs> when I'm cut, like, I'll let him sit on my shoulder while I'm making his like chopped veggies, and the little fucker starts coming down to my knife hand and starts biting my fucking hand with the knife in it. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Stop! Like he just, I don't know. He, he, I have to remember he is a dinosaur with like a little brain with feathers and stuff. So I, yeah, you know, right, that kind of thing. That is true. Yeah, and actually. I'm not, I'm not sure if you hear in the background, but he's literally rack, rack. beside me right now asking me what I'm doing. Going, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> so I have that going on. That's uh, always what's fun. up with you? <laughs> yeah. Not a whole lot. Just fucking been exercising a lot more recently. Trying to get trying to get back you? into get back into fighting shape. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean I mean when was your last fight? Five years ago, <laughs> six years ago at least, you know? It's like not oh, even. make the comeback already. People are people are begging me. They they say, Christian, when are you when are you gonna get back in the ring? <laughs> the way that you fight elderly men is the fucking best thing ever, dude. Thank you. It's so because you're like, that. bam, bam. Listen, I don't, I don't like, pick oh, fights man. that I can't win. You know, dude, you crush those bones so easy. It's Thank so you. good, dude. Yeah, I only yeah. fight calcium deficient opponents. <laughs> yeah, that's my one my one contractual stipulation. Um. So. Uh, no good bones. No good, no good bones. Um, Veronica says I have tiny bones because I'm so small and everything, so I, uh, it's just tiny bones. That's a really nice diss from not, your wife. I like that. They're not weak. They're not frail. They're just tiny. I just they can still be strong. They're in my head, bones. I just imagine your your wife in the most Russian of Russian accents. My husband has tiny bones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's technically from Kazakhstan, so she can just do the Borat voice, and right. she'll, exactly. you know, that'll work out pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, fucking... Uh, her aunt and her cousin right now are in are in the whole in the middle of that whole skirmish right now with Russia and everything. They're trying to get over to Russia right now and they fucking can't. So that's scary shit. Yep. Yep. Uh, anyways, um, anything else though? Fucking uh. Uh, not really. Just 
freaking um you know just just hustling <laughs> trying to get this a... trying to get some new shit off the ground for uh mathcore index just been like updating the website hella and you, you took know, the kind of you shit. took the words out of my mouth there um i was gonna ask uh, do you have any more updates as far as the fest goes do you are you still gonna kind of move forward or just ease forward with it or what i don't know it's it's a little up in the air we'll see what happens I'm kind of Dude, I mean, even we've got the dates reserved, and we've got the bands that are down to play, but we're sort of holding off on making any announcements until, um, you know, we see how Omicron kind of pans out. Oh yeah, the venue reserved. Mm-hmm. Oh yo, yeah. well whatever. I can say right now, cool. it is in. This is a, a totally early sneak uh, peek of information. You listen to this podcast, but yeah, we we've got two dates locked down. Uh, it's going to be in the Midwest in July, so. I'm not going to announce anything good enough, other hey. than that yep. until you've got it, you know, until we're confident that it'll be chill to actually throw it. And uh, you can basically rest assured that if we do do it, we're going to be absolutely requiring proof of vaccination and masks. Christian's aiming to set up a fest in Bismarck, North Dakota, crossing his fingers. That's exactly where he wants it. Christian, <laughs> the did attendance you get it? will be amazing. Gig? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that if, they're. <laughs> dude, dude, I'm telling you, tw- like 25. 35 people. I'm t- maybe 45, you know? It's a Friday, Saturday. And then fucking... 150 protesters. Yes. Because right. the the not Jesus thing. You know, right. So that's exactly. Yeah, because of the devil music. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Uh, it, is, it is awful. I want to tell you... I want to tell you right now, uh, in the corner up above me on my left side, I got uh, no volume, but I just slapped in a 007 Goldfinger, so I got an OG one, and it's like a fucking, like, I think it's damn near two hours, so it's a good one just to have in the background of the podcast. I appreciate you did that, and I wish I could, like, feasibly watch anime while we record this podcast, but just due to, like, my new setup, it's not possible. Yep. Uh, do we have a release radar? We do not have a release radar because January has not yet elapsed fully. That's and honestly, I'm glad that we don't because I really don't know. I haven't heard of anything and seen anything. I thought we covered everything pretty much the last two weeks. The one thing that's like that new we... that's dropped in January so far is is Death Club. So yeah, if you familiar with Justin Pearson and his work with The Locust, really, really insanely good project. I'm really glad to finally hear this full length album come out. You know? Oh, oh my, yeah, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, I think. I think it'll be one of his more promising projects f- for a while because uh, he does so much. I, it's a little saturated. Sometimes I just try to stick to the, like the, the essential JP's uh, uh, groups, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm always a Holy Molar fan, too. Yeah, he's got his, his hand in so many different projects. It's, it's really quite remarkable. Dude, forever just a fucking band, dude. It's like you, you know, everybody when you were younger, you know, you dipped your hands in like two or three bands. Well, he just hasn't stopped. He just kept mm-hmm. adding and adding and adding. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what happens when you're a scene kid who just basically never stopped being. I don't want to say he's a scene kid now, but you know what I'm saying. Like he just has sort of maintained that punk ethos his entire life. Dude, he went full. Uh, rec hall promoter, like show promoter at during the locust remember when those guys there was some kind of like skirmish in the pit area quota whatever you would call that middle area it wasn't really a pit area but it was people moving around but did mm-hmm. you see that like some guys had some skirmish and he stopped and he's like do we have a problem what's going on oh what the sf show you guys need yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Did you, did you, yeah did i did hear that, that? that yeah, was, he was about to stop like, the wow. show for a scuffle i mean i mean because did you notice there's like there was no security at the stage you know like yeah we it's not that just, kind of there thing. was like yeah. there was just, yeah, there was just like a little bear. 
Go ahead, yeah, sorry. It was like a six inch, six inch barrier, and then it was just everybody. It was, and Justin just like basically had to maintain the crowd, and so he's like, I think he stopped like twice doing that. But yeah, no, very, I think it was just the very, one time. Very, like, but... Really, was it? Mm-hmm. Okay, but very, very scoldy that that one time. I thought it was like, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> somebody's in trouble. Yeah, so Levi and I went and saw The Locust at a Great American Music Hall recently, and that was that was a really good show. They they still just sound just as good as they did fucking twenty plus years ago. Just as clean, and they they played yeah. some really deep cuts too, some like older songs. By far. Uh, one of my like top three bucket list bands that I've wanted to see or just you know it's just one of those things it's almost like uh, you know I haven't seen The Godfather yet it's just so crazy like I think it's absurd that I haven't seen The Locust until like this year you're like the 30. biggest Justin Pearson fan I know so yeah it's really I, I mean I I fall I fall with Locust just like Converge I feel like I was really big into him back in the day and I still just love him still but it's like I still kind of you know I've I, I look up and figure out what's going on with, with the band you know but I mean yeah it just like locust when the locusts were the locusts fucking amazing man it's great and it's just cool that they did the west coast tour and they brought n- bands that sounded nothing like them so that was great too yeah i love how they brought like a cumbia project on the road with them that is so funny homies fucking made it work man that was beautiful it was very very san diego i did not care for the band that opened the other band that opened from what were they called shit coffin i think yeah shit coffin, shit coffin. From, uh, oakland yeah, yeah. Uh, it's cool. It's cool that they had an, an Oakland band. I mean, that's pretty tight. So, yeah, they basically were a uh, what's that one fucking band? Old school punk. Dude. Sick of it all. I'm like sick of it all. Black that, flag. That that vocalist looks so old, and he was he did like two or three of like the hardcore jump knee above the fucking nipples, like and then slam back down. And I was like, how on earth is he doing that like he's got to be paying for that it wasn't like the guy was athletic he was like a tall skinny dude i was like holy fuck but yeah anyways yeah he's still doing it still doing it big jp is probably 10 years older than him and looks like he's fucking 20 years younger which is the funny part man i gotta tell you what the more he ages and doesn't age in his face and he keeps wearing that fucking leather jacket with the slick back hair he reminds me more and more of the really early jim carrey movie where he gets bit by that fucking like milf and then fucking he's like a vampire and shit like every day i just always feel that from him it's great damn but that's a deep cut be a vampire yep yep hell yeah brother let's do this let's talk about some fucking bands so the first band we're going to talk about is Every Time I Die. Just a quick preface before we jump into this conversation. Less than 24 hours after this podcast was recorded, Every Time I Die announced their disbandment. So just know that this conversation was going under the assumption that they were still an active band. So let's be honest, this band uh, hardly needs any introduction, doesn't need an introduction Done. whatsoever, really. that They're far, by far one of the most important influential and consistently good bands in our scene. I think you probably agree, Levi. I think like they're probably one of yes. the most consistent bands in the history of metal and hardcore, really. Like they they've been active since nineteen ninety eight and I don't think you'll find like a more universally loved band. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh they have done nothing but generate energy for a very long time. And that is just truly amazing. And just churning out it just in uh there's never been a low you know i just feel it's just that gradual just progression uh maturing of the band and just the sound is still there it's like when uh you know every time i die it's just kind of like a it's like a metallica or like a black dahlia murder to me you know it's just when i hear it's like 
that's fucking every time I die. You don't got to tell me that. Like, that's fucking, I know exactly what that is. It's always the, it's always that every album it changes, but it is every time I die throughout. So yeah. for sure. I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I think it's just, they're, they've, they're totally seminal now. Like their sound is the blueprint for an entire gen- and along with bands like Converge and Dillinger escape plan as well. who obviously aren't Boom. active anymore, Absolutely. but yeah, I think that they are so copied, like carbon copied, especially Keith Buckley. Like, they're they're one of the most influential bands of like the last fucking twenty or thirty years. Yep. I mean, there's it's it's. I mean, it's. I would like to say like probably every every five episodes we are uh, mentioning uh, Buckley vocals every time I die sound at least. You know, uh, there's always mm-hmm. that one band that's just like throughout where it's like. Uh, Ain't got much notes, just like, wow, this really is a, an every time I die kind of band. Like, we've definitely done that a few times through the years. So, for sure. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it is, it is definitely the, 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 the copied, uh, sound, but it, it is for a reason, though. Uh, there's, there, yeah. there's, it's, it's a specific, uh, sound of hardcore, you know? It's, it's just, uh, almost, I mean, I, I like it, I don't like it, but it's definitely like party kind of style hardcore, you know? Uh, good times. But then when you go into the lyrics, it's, Sometimes not good times. <laughs> yeah, Keith Buckley really just pouring <laughs> his heart all over this record in a really Specific, like heartfelt and painful way. It's like some very, some very personal shit on this album for sure that he's penned. That he feels just feel. I, I was telling you this earlier in a text. He just feels like the voice of a generation of hardcore kids. And to kind of like contradict my comments elsewhere, I'm starting to think that this actually might be the performance of his career just with like how personal these lyrics are and just how incredibly solid his performances are on every track. Uh, so I did not, uh, we spoke about this yesterday. Um, I did not look up the lyrics, uh, but I, you know, thankfully with, with Buckley, you can hear most of his, you don't need to basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing, man. It's very discernible. Just talk about, talk about like a fan knowing every, every last fucking, you know, part of a song uh it's just it's so easy with with buckley uh but yeah man um it is it is it, it hurts my heart of some of the tracks uh he's he's um he's sad and he's uh he's trying to apologize as well uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what else dude i really can't say much i'm i'm sorry for laughing but it's just like wow it really uh it's it's powerful like buckley's it's vocal, powerful uh, lyrics it's have, yeah raw. buckley's lyrics have always yeah i mean even dur- during hot damn and shit like that uh, on even EP, then he was masterful uh, his, lyrics are fucking ridiculous i mean um uh yeah so just but this one specifically it's um there's some personal like handwritten letters he must have just put to lyrics or something like that because there's a lot going on there much like the cu space album cu space cowboy album something else i appreciated about this album is the balance the band have seemed to reach on this album they've kind of been more in an area that's like leaning far more into like rock and roll and on this album they've sort of brought back more emphasis on breakdowns and I feel like it's kind of allowed them the opportunity to also distill those more purely rock and roll moments uh, on tracks like Thing with, with Feathers and uh, White Void just like far more successfully. Those are like really good rock and roll songs in their own right, you know? I blame the pandemic, but I did not know Low Teens came out like five years ago and counting. What the fuck, man? Like it, yeah. Like this is crazy. This is definitely like the longest break they've had between albums as well. Correct? I'm pretty sure. Perhaps that could that could be. But anyway, yeah, they're just like countless what are sure to be considered iconic lines on this album. Like he's just <laughs> yeah, he's just obviously. in top form. There's another. This is another uh, 
another album that you're going to start seeing like people tattooing lines on themselves of. I was going to say, just throw the lyric t-shirts out there too. I mean, every everything could be on the front or back of uh, an Every Time I Die t-shirt, you know? Uh, I got to say, not only is just, you know, the band making it easy on whoever's producing this because they're going to just churn out some fucking gems, but uh, it is uh, Will Putney certified, so that's always a big old fucking plus. Fucking it seems a. like whatever Will is touching, it is getting a lot of attention. Mm. So. Yeah, he kills production for sure. He's done some <laughs> yeah, really, really definitely. good work, especially for, I mean, obviously for Fit for an Autopsy and End and this record as well, just putting out incredible records last year and already this year. That new Fit for an Autopsy yep. album, by the way, super good. I took a listen to it yesterday. Um, <laughs> Jeff, every time I die is so good, but their fan base is so fucking, or is fucking annoying. Yeah, I got to agree with you there. The, the, well, at least the, the every time I die, the idiots group, E-T-I, idiots group, whatever. I don't know how to properly uh, vocalize that. But I left that group because they were so absolutely goddamn insufferable because I was like trying to like share other music and the admin like came along and deleted it. He was like, it's not not Sunday or whatever their special day for promoting music was. Um, it idiots. <laughs> I definitely notice a big difference between every, uh, every time I die and just Dillinger uh, fans. Uh, and then even the Dillinger compound is, is insufferable too. <laughs> uh, but, Christian, all, I'm so glad I'm not part of those groups. Uh, all, let's be honest. All but, fandoms yeah. are insufferable. That's why I don't, really care for them at large like Dillinger Escape Plan is like my favorite band so I'm in the Dillinger compound but I don't really I don't buy into uh, to fandoms but let's not get focused on that that's so so insignificant we, uh, when compared to how you did, did. <laughs> but yeah this, this album is just so full of bangers man I basically could just you could put your finger on any one of these tracks and just in, enjoy them immensely Absolutely. Uh, uh, we got guest vocals from Josh uh, Scoggin, um, and then Scogin. Andy Hall from uh, Scogin, whatever, uh, <laughs> and then Andy Hall from uh, 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 Manchester Orchestra, uh, which I did not uh, know of or was wow. familiar with. And both of them absolutely fucking kill their guest appearances. Whoa, yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh is Josh is just like Josh is Josh there, man. Holy fucking shit! Holy he shit, indeed. I get I get chills thinking about his feature on that track. That's how good it is, because he just yep. the way he comes in is so like savage, and then he just like screams until they just cut him off mid screamed like ad lib. Mm-hmm. Just like in the track, mm-hmm. just cut him off in the middle of that. Yep. Yeah, that that track goes, and for sure the uh, thing with feathers has Andy Hull on it of Manchester Orchestra, and that is an excellent guest appearance that really does add a lot to the track. Holy fuck! That is an extra layer, a thick layer. That yeah, his Andy singing adds for sure. Yeah, yep. his singing yep. is really, Beautiful. really good. Really complements the yep. the uh, the melody of that. Very melodic rock and roll. Very straightforward kind of rock and roll number. That's something that they they do a lot more uh, well on this record. I want to say, and I don't know. I I feel like it, they're they're really dialing in the more accessible rock elements. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that was a big highlight for me as well. All This in War, that, that's like one of the best tracks for sure. I, th- I thought Post Boredom was also really one of the, the better cuts too. The catchy riffs and lyrics on that one, man. That is a, that is my favorite track for sure, man. Fucking it's, uh, A. It, it, it's ch- chunky, the fucking, that, that, that bass line in there is just fucking stuck in my head, dude. Uh, yeah, I definitely Yeah, it's an earwig for sure. It's a two-stepper and there's so many different parts to it do it's just it's got such like a uh 
uh, an overarching kind of progression to it that really just, yeah, it's, it's a great song. So many different good parts in that song. So many good lyrics in that song as well. I've done it all wrong for so long. It feels okay from up here. The parties and funerals, they look the same. Just incredible <laughs> fucking lines, man. Left and right on that one. You want more, I'll, you'll get more, nothing. That's like one of the better better tracks on this album for sure. I also really liked, they, they did release Colossal Wreck and Desperate Pleasures as an EP together sometime in 2020. Those, those tracks definitely stuck with me because they're just like some of their more technical songs on the album for sure. Mm-hmm. Like especially Colossal Wreck. That's like, one of the more like high energy tracks they really just like pummel you with a barrage of ferocious riffs and basically just kind of like classically pull it back and do an every time i die breakdown moment with a huge tagline and you know what more can you want i totally agree man um uh fucking uh pretty gave me some pretty heavy emotional feels was a thing with feathers that track definitely grabbed me by the boo-boo there uh you know I felt that way about Hostile Architecture. That was the one that really Absolutely. stuck out to me. When he sputters, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, just over and over again. That just, that fucking hits. That, the, yeah. Um, like I said, you don't really need to look up the lyrics. Both of us are uncomfortably stroking our beards. <laughs> yeah, it does. It makes me feel uncomfortable, dude. It makes, I'm just like, oh, he's so bummed, dude. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, that track uh, is that like hard. Ir- that must be, that must be tough to do live, honestly. Yeah, that was a nervous tick there. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I gotta say, I that's pretty much all I got for the notes. Uh, it's just, I it, it's uh, radical indeed. Uh, this is definitely the Holy most vicious shit. release yet, dude. What an amazing so, album. Yeah. I'm the more I listen to it, the more I love it, and the the more I wish I would have maybe put it a bit higher in my album of the year list. It just it wasn't something that I, I listened to as much as I I guess I wanted to or to to get it higher but yeah the more i listen to it the more i love it there's so many good fucking cuts on this thing you cannot go wrong i think it's their i think it's their best album since gutter phenomenon i want to say like i haven't loved one of their albums this much since then basically the big dirty Um, definitely hit me the right way too but mm, uh, gutter phenomenon was a ripper uh that was uh that's the manila house days homie what else what else yeah there's so many good tracks on this thing a wall fucking goes Desperate Pleasures goes, I mentioned that earlier, but yeah, just the, the back end, the breakdown on that one is just super, super high energy. And the yep. way they develop it, like they kind of like tease it early on and then they like recapitulate it and bring it back again and make it heavier. Just perfect, perfect use of build up there. Um, and a great closer too. We go together fucking really is a super strong way to close this album out. It's almost mm-hmm. like an apocalyptic way to end this album where he's kind of like sort of describing how he's <laughs> God. He's like, he's like basically I'm the alpha and the omega and, uh, you know, just, and also loving the brief like synth breaks on this track too. It, it really is, uh, I don't want to say cathartic, but it's certainly, uh, it's climactic. Uh, he definitely ha- ends on a high note for the album. Uh, it's, it's fucking amazing, man. For sure, and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of other like sufficient tracks too. I thought you know uh, Planet Shit was pretty decent. The Whip, White Void, those are, those are all good good truck uh, tracks too. But just weren't quite as good as the other ones. Yeah, but I think um, we should give them a so hostile what? architecture. Cool, game on. So we're gonna play for you, hostile architecture, which is track eight from Every Time I Die's new album, Radical, which came out on October twenty second of twenty twenty one. Here we go. 
So that was Hostile Architecture, which is track eight from Radical, which came out back in October. I love the way he just the the whole I'm sorry breakdown that just really hit super hard. What did I do wrong? Yep. So next we're gonna talk about Converge and Chelsea Wolf. This is another instance of hardly needing any introductions, but I'll go ahead and go into the assumption that although most of you if not all of you are familiar with Converge, there's a chance that you're not already familiar with Chelsea Wolfe and her band, and they are a folk doom outfit from California. So right away, you, you know this release is going to be a lot different from what Converge normally does. And uh, they just released their collaborative album, Blood Moon One, implying the existence of other forthcoming Blood Moons, on November 19th. Uh, the album also features Stephen Brodsky of Caven on bass, and lending some very very strong backup vocals on this thing too, actually. You can definitely tell it's him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is fucking amazing, dude. I, I want to say vocally, uh, he vocal. really does add a lot to this album. I can like hear his Absolutely. not to like underscore Chelsea Wolf, obviously, or Jacob Bannon, no. but. No, absolutely. He adds so much to it, and it's just—I um, mean, I—I've always been a fan of Caven, and in just uh, it is—it is that that essence brought in, and it's just—it's uh, great, man. It's fucking amazing. What's kind of also funny to me about this collaboration is that I strongly feel like Bannon's other project, Wear Your Wounds, was at least to some extent kind of informed by Chelsea Wolfe's sound. So it makes a lot of sense oh, to me yeah. when I heard they were collaborating. It's like, of course, of course they should be collaborating because the, the two projects, I just saw them as very, as very parallel. Um, when this released, I in my head I was like, wait, didn't he already? Oh, that was Wear Your Wounds. Gotcha. Like so, I did that in my head. So I we literally were, had the same confusion. There. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and, and, and and that is a that is no way an insult or a tweak at all. It's just like I was like, wait. I think it's valid. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I think but that's it, some valid again, confusion. Yeah. And and it also it is it makes complete sense though. Like what we both jumped off that and was like, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, but um, this was a this was a uh, 
this was a great collaboration. I will be honest with everybody that is listening. It is not my cup of tea. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, just as far as like a Converge album, um, this really isn't something I'd uh, listen to these days. Uh, that is just me personally. But still, uh, when I think about everybody writing this music together and performing it, I just think it's such a beautiful collaboration and such a um, an advancement in what Jacob Bannon has done. Because at some point, you know, with Converge, like, you know, they stay true to their sound and, you know, they've, they've uh, matured in their sound. But, you know, at some point, you know, what, what do you do? You just keep pumping out Converge albums. And I just think it's such a beautiful way that it's uh, this collaboration still Converge. It's nothing renamed. It's just, he's bringing in people. And I really hope this, I mean, naturally it's not the only blood moon, I guess. So hopefully he'll bring other, you know, members in or something weird like that. Uh, but it, it was just, it was, it was such a beautiful collaboration. I got to say. Yeah, I expect they're going to be doing a follow-up to this because yeah. Kurt Ballou, I'm fairly certain, played guitar on one of Chelsea Wolfe's earlier albums. So they've they've been collaborating mm. for, for some time, even beho- before like the whole Roadburn live fest, which is what precipitated this album, is they played a series of con- concerts doing this kind of material, and they decided to go to the studio and, and pin it. So mm-hmm. that's the backstory on how this album came to be in a very like oversimplified way. There are moments on this record that also strangely remind me, I was telling you this earlier, of like peak new metal acts such as System of a Down yes. and Tool. I think it's just given some of like the soaring melodic delivery on some of those songs, you know, and the vocal harmonization. I absolutely agree. Oh man, what was the track with that sounded like Tool again. I'm trying to yeah, find That was Failure Forever. Legit. Failure for, yes. Yeah, that yes. that reminds me of Maynard James Keenan. Like, the, the singing, the main, like, mm-hmm. sung motif is very, very mm-hmm. toolish, or just very Maynard sounding in its delivery, if anything. Um, oh. Yeah, it, it's it's so Go funny ahead. there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Coil, Coil was the other song that was kind of striking me that way as well. I, I did like the way that they sort of added the string instrumentation. Um, I actually did feel like that was one of the better tracks too. It's got like a really nice arc that feels like it's got like three like separate movements to it. Coil, that is. Yep. Uh, I mean, you and I can both agree, uh, Tongues Playing Dead, that was just a Naturally. straight up, just solid, For sure. uh, good old Converge kind of uh, track going on there, man. Holy fucking shit, that was a great one. Absolutely. Um, that's the con- that's the, that's the yeah. Converge ripper of the album, for sure. If you want a, a Converge song, that's the one. Lord of Liars as well, pretty pretty on top there. That that's my amazing. favorite song. I, I, and I, the reason I like that song really? so much, intellectually okay. speaking, is because I think it's where they have more successfully allowed everyone to kind of contribute vocally in a way that doesn't feel like they're underscoring anybody else. Cause I feel like in, in, in tongues playing dead, for example, it's like Chelsea Wolf, if, if she is singing at all is really down low in the mix or just in indiscernible. Uh, so yeah, it's nice to hear that, that song in particular, because it's got such a nice balance. Chelsea Wolf adds a lot uh, in her prominent feature in the beginning. And then it's, there's some really nice contrast between Jacob Bannon screaming and her, um, or Jacob Bannon and uh, you know a really wonky and angular guitar riff courtesy of Kurt Ballou. So, yeah, I, I, th- I feel like Lord of Liars is is the best track because of that. It's got like the best parts 
of Converge's instrumentals with the best parts of these like new added vocal layers we're getting from Brodsky and Wolf. Damn, if we were in an argument, you'd have just convinced me right there for sure. <laughs> uh, wow, that's a good track. Um, that, that's what I find. There was an entire yeah. album of that. I would have been way more into it as well. I'm, I'm kind of a little. I'm with you. I'm a bit lukewarm on this album too. I, I, I feel like it's all done very well. I just don't feel like the style maybe is is for me ultimately. I will say Chelsea Wolf. Uh, so you know, Converge already just being more just um, a darker kind of style of hardcore. But uh, holy fuck, does Chelsea Wolf add? Um, a, a haunting element to what Converge already was. Um, so for that, I, I, I do appreciate it. But yeah, just not my cup of tea. I, I feel like but she's kind of seminal I, in her own right. It's like she's created this whole yeah. like folk doom universe that everyone like wants to exist within now. <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, for, for, uh, Philly of Forever was a good track for sure. I, I also wanted to talk about Damon, which I, or Diamond, I'm not sure if it's Damon or Diamond. Definitely one of my favorite tracks in the album, and really loving Chelsea's. I'm sorry, am I reading the right thing? I think I may have repeated myself there. That was a copy and paste error. Excuse me. Moving on. But yeah, I think we should go ahead and give him a Lord of Liars then. Oh, great! Yeah, absolutely. I mean, initially I wanted to play Tongues playing Dead, but it feels a little too on the nose for this podcast, so. It, oh no 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 yeah let's i mean like i said if we were in an argument you would have already convinced me man so cool. let's do lord of liars so we're gonna go ahead and play for you lord of liars which is track six from converge and chelsea wolf's new collaborative album blood moon one and that came out on november 19th here we go Yeah. 
right, so that was Lord of Liars, which is track six from Converge and Chelsea Wolfe's new collaborative album, Blood Moon, and that came out back in November. So continuing the trend of talking about bands that hardly need introductions, next we're <laughs> going to talk about Between the Buried and Me. <sighs> okay, <laughs> let's do this. Basically talking about three of my favorite bands in a row here. This is, this is the dream. So, Between the Buried and Me are, well, if you're talking again, you already know who they are. Um, they're one of the most influential, technical, and progressive metal bands of the past two decades. Huge personal influence. Was listening to BT Bam quite religiously even before I discovered Dillinger in like 2000 or 2001. And uh, they just released their 10th studio album, motherfuckers, on their 10th album, uh, Colors 2, back in August, which is supposed to be a follow-up to their 2007 magnum opus, as I might describe it, Colors, an album that most would consider to be their best, which is widely regarded to be one of the best tech and prog albums, etc. So, yeah, it's important. (laughs) They're an important band. You know that much now. Very important. One thing I appreciate about this album, I just want to point out right away, is they kind of brought the brutal back. There's a lot more brutal sequences similar to what they were doing like during the Silent Circus in Alaska. There were some chunky chunkersons in there. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with you. Because um, I've been checked was, out since a... Colors, basically. I haven't really connected with any of their albums since that one. Yeah, so I'll be honest, and everybody's going to fucking hate me out there again. God, I sound like such a fucking idiot. Uh, but I honestly checked out at Alaska, but I do check back in, you know, I give every album a listen, check it out, but that's basically all I've done with with them since Alaska. But that is just me, because once again, there's a lot of music in the world. But uh, I got I got to say right off the bat, Christian. Um, yeah, these last three bands, like I, you know, hopefully nobody needed an introduction to the band, but if you if you, if you did, you got it, you know. But all of these last three bands, like they have been relentless and consistent since. 1998. 2000s, con- I was going to say Converge, like 1998, you know, like, so. Converge is uh, 1993, like, I want to say, actually, or 95 or something. Or, yeah, yeah, sorry. So Converge is definitely like 96, 95, yeah. for sure. Sorry about that. Uh, but, um. Converge I, I started in 1975, says Dan. <laughs> Honestly, dude, that, che- that checks I out. I, don't, I mean, yeah, we're too busy. Jacob Bannon right is now, 85, man, so dude. Dude, thank you, Wolfson. I do appreciate that in the chat. Appreciate that. Okay. So being um, vegan yeah, straight edge does for you. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, it, 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 this was, this was, uh, it was a great listen. Uh, it got my attention and I would say it is just due to uh, the, the more uh, brutal riffs. And uh, it, it's, it's another one uh, for myself that I'll, you know, I listened to it and I'll probably put this one on the shelf uh, after this uh, really wasn't my thing. But th- once again, it's just, it's just my personal preference, I guess. So, don't hate me, everybody. That's okay if you don't like them, Levi, but you're wrong, and I hate you. Yeah, absolutely. Totally, because that, that also makes sense. So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, man, um, fuck, I want to just say some tracks that just stuck out to me. Uh, who? Uh, the, the Revolution in, in Limbo, the Fixed Error, uh, the, the fix, fix the Error, Never Seen, Future Shock, those three tracks consistently... Uh, I, I was in it. Um, fuck, dude. Definitely with you on Revolution and Limbo turbulent. and Fix the Era, for sure. Uh, turbulent. Uh, 
I mean, fuck, man. Um, this this was a this was a, a fucking jam filled album. Yeah, uh, what is it? An hour and eighteen minutes. Dear God. Please. It's a bit overly long. Yeah, that that definitely was sort of one of the setbacks for me personally. I I also kind of felt like it was sort of questionable about whether or not this is a true sequel. I'm not really sure what defines a sequel, really. I mean, in in a, an album context, my, but I mean, there, I there's certainly my notes. I mean, there's like certainly a lot of similarities, but it doesn't really seem to me like it's a fully cohesive sequel, other than maybe like some of the instrumentation and like some of like the riffs or like vocal callbacks they use. There's like some obvious colors callbacks. I, I made a point of listening to colors and then colors too back to back a couple times to really gain that context yeah and i I gotta say there's the similarities sort of came down to me like the intro track is the same in its composition or it's it's arrangement rather the outro is the same in its arrangement and then they they kind of like use a few like lyrical callbacks but it's not if there's a there's more than that i didn't find it to be like super obvious i don't know those were so I, I kind of I kind of struggled I wrestled with whether or not I felt like this was an actual spiritual sequel you know what I'm saying but uh, I mean they brought back the sleep on fly on lyric and the callback to the white walls riff on the final song too but yeah it just I don't know it just doesn't have the same like triumphant swagger that Colors did where it's you feel like you're at fucking Disneyland watching the electric light parade like that's the sound that they used to just capture so fucking well and. I don't think that they really, uh, I don't think they really successfully replicated on this album. Honestly, I think it like since it's Christian. And I have been friends since Christian. And I have been friends. Everybody, this has been basically what he's been saying. He has been telling me for years. Like Colors has been an album that he has brought up in conversation. Kind of like, hey, once again, this is the fucking album. This is the fucking album. Continuously for. I mean, years and years and years. I mean, you've preached this. Objectively, it's their best album. I, I mean, personally, my favorite album is The Silent Circus, and Alaska is a close second. But yeah, I, I would say, like, objectively speaking, critically speaking, this is Colors, it was their best. So expectations for me personally were really, really high, especially since I haven't really been connecting with the last albums, as I, uh, the last few album cycles, as I mentioned already. Um, there's also just, uh, I don't want to keep layering, laying on the, the critiques. I do have some nice things to say about this album eventually, but <laughs> I just need to get this off my chest. There's an incredible amount of superfluous fucking bullshit samples and air horns and cartoonish slide whistles and whiz bangs and auxiliary percussion like hand claps and cowbells. It's just like so much laughable shit on this album that barely connects to the original that it's like very difficult for me to say as like a huge fan of the band from the very start you know, that I don't like that shit. <laughs> they took it to a level of zaniness that I was not, I just didn't find, like, good on this album. I, 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 f- I felt like I was at a circus at some certain points, uh, and I, I totally agree with you. No, at some it points... a little bit zany. At some points, I feel like in the middle of a fucking John Hughes film. Like, I swear to God, <laughs> it sounds like they're just, like, throwing the... It's like the weird science riff, basically, and uh, at some point, they even hit you with the shka a la Ferris Bueller. So it's just like, how many more 80s, uh, you know, pop culture references do we need, boys? It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but all that aside, I'm done ranting. But th- there's still some moments of distilled perfection on this album. Um, certain tracks really do manage to actually recapture successfully the magic of Colors. 
I just don't think it was accomplished on like an album level, I guess. Word. That's very difficult for me to deliver all that critique, but because I really, this is one of my favorite bands of all time. You go on my last FM, you'll see they're in my top ten. Just didn't, just didn't connect to Colors One in the way that I was, I was hoping for. I think ultimately is where I'm landing with this critique. There, are, there are some really good tracks. You already mentioned Revolution in Limbo. That's got one of the album's bigger choruses. Characteristic BT Bam Latin jazz break, <laughs> non sequitur. Although that kind of outstays its welcome because they sort of develop that into the song's outro too. So that wasn't really. That wasn't working for me so much, but fix the error too. I gotta agree with you there. That was another big highlight. Really nice Ooh, use of the organ yeah. synth on this track. Uh, a slew of drum very features. Beachy. Go ahead, sorry. It, it, nothing. It was just don't let me steamroll you. Bam for that. Huh? Don't no, let no, me no, steamroll no, no, you. No, no, no. It was just it was very between the buried and me to uh, to do that. Uh, I fucking uh, this, the synth was amazing, man. Uh, I, I really the, this that was this was my track. I would say fix the error. What? Yep. I mean, obviously, the big if you if you read like the credits on the album, you'll know the big feature of this album is it's got the three drum solo guests. You've got Mike Portnoy of Dream Theater, Naveen Copperweiss of uh, Animosity, Animals as Leaders, and Theos, etc., and uh, Ken Schlock of or Schalk rather of Candoria. So, incredible, incredible yeah. drummers guesting here. Yeah! Wow! What a list, dude. For sure. Bad Habits, I thought was pretty fucking good too. The although the song's main motif, I felt like they took that straight off a Yes record, or an Emerson Lake and Palmer record, or Rush or something. It's like so vaguely familiar in like seventies or eighties prog s- that it's like. I see where you're going with that. Do you ever listen to Emerson yeah, Lake and Palmer? I mean, I. I, 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 my, I used to work with this guy at a bakery that he really liked to play it, but that's fucking, basically it. Like, they're I'm sick, fam- dude. I'm familiar. Let's just say that. I'm familiar with them. Recently. They're like, they're like Palmer, but no. Oh, shit. There's like a police standoff in my alley right now. That's, that's good. Get back in your vehicle, the police say. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why don't you fucking well, get back hey. in your vehicle? Hey, it's uh, it's 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 about that time. It's you know five fifty five p.m. I wonder. <laughs> so. I feel like I gotta film this right now so this guy doesn't get fucking. You want to pause the, the podcast police. for a second? Do you want to pause the podcast? What is going on? Yo, homeboy. Hold on. A do you want to do you want to pause the podcast? Yeah, let's. Yeah, pause the podcast for a second. Just wanted to make sure this person is not going to get murdered by the police in my fucking driveway. All right. Anyway, um, good. I didn't stop. So where were we before the the police so fucking rudely interrupted us? Oh fucking yeah, that took me for a second. Um. Oh. Oh yeah, Emerson Lake and Palmer. In particular, um, I, maybe it's Yes that I'm thinking of. You should also listen to Yes, by the way. That One of their songs I, is very famously... I listened to Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, oh, yes. That song Roundabout has very famously been used in like the Doge meme. Anyway. Oh, word. Okay. So, uh, moving beyond the insular internet culture. Although I, I don't feel like it's a, a successful sequel... On another level, I do feel like it's at least a really good album by some of the most accomplished musicians in metal. Like you cannot argue between the Barry and me are just like not the best players. They are the best players in this this realm. Basically, it doesn't it doesn't get much better. Songwriting doesn't get much more 
uh, insanely varied and uh, effortlessly lengthy. <laughs> I don't want to say lengthy in like a derogatory sense, but you know what I'm saying. Like they're they really can just like write a huge long song that is non-repetitious and uh, can just go so many different directions. They're they're fucking mind blowing. But um, you know, this this wasn't this didn't feel like colors too. It just felt like another BT band album that was brutal again, which I appreciate. So uh, what track, man? Uh, my favorite track was "Double Helix of Extinction" or "Double Helix Extinction." Rather, I felt like that was the track where they really sort of do the perfect callbacks and uh, interpolations mm-hmm. of riffs and modulations, similar to the ones we've seen on the albums I like the most: "Silent Circus" and "Alaska." Uh, you know what? I just didn't write it down. I had to look on my on my phone here. That was just that was track two. Uh, mm-hmm. I fucking totally agree. That was a great fucking track, man. Uh, the riffs. That, that we, I mean, yeah. Can can we play that one? That's back? what we're gonna that's play. We should play man. for sure. Ah, nice. Yeah, that's hands down my favorite. I feel like the fortunately, I mean, I don't say the album is is bookended or anything, but um, yeah, that that track is definitely one of the stronger ones, and the closing track is pretty strong too. I mean, it's. I feel like that was where they most successfully brought back like the the colors themes by kind of calling back to White Wall there. But yeah, we're go, we're gonna go ahead and play for you the double helix extinction, <laughs> the double helix extinction, which is track two from Colors Two, and that came out back on August twentieth. Here we go. Oh, 
All right, so that was The Double Helix Extinction by Between the Barrier to Me, and that's off their new album, Colors 2, which came out back in August. Are you muted? Oops. Yes, I am. Ah. I already closed it out, though. (laughs) So next, we're going to talk about Plebeian Grandstand. Plebeian Grandstand are a chaotic black metal band from Toulouse, France. And they just released their fourth full-length album, Rien Ne Suffit, which translates to Nothing Is Enough. And that came out on uh, November 19th. And their sound is kind of uh, an ever-evolving mix of black metal, post-metal, and formerly mathcore. But they've kind of just like fully gone into this mathcore, or this, this black metal sound now as of the last two album cycles. It's math Corey though. There's, you know, the, the time signature time sig- signatures are pretty absurd at points, you know. It's certainly chaotic uh, I still. Say it's chaotic. Let's just say let's just say it's chaotic. I like that. That, that that's better. Um, I would like to say that this album specifically there is this uh, heavy uh, electronic influence uh, specifically like in the first part of the album yes. the first like let's just split it into like three chunks. The first like chunk is very electronic, but it is it it had my fucking attention. Um, uh, for everybody that listened to listens to uh, uh, episode seventy two, uh, this was one of my best ofs for uh, twenty uh, twenty one. This one specifically, uh, I have not kept. I did not keep up with Plebeian Grandstand uh, through t- uh, twenty twenty one. So when the album came out, I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck!" And wow, it it is uh it is chaotic, like we agreed on. Uh, conceptually though man it is like uh i i read one review uh and they described it as uh a, a, like uh oral filmmaking and it uh it's it's not the same way that uh, the oral filmmaking where uh fawn limbs does but uh i really agree with that uh, specific review it's cinematic in that I, way i feel like this it's very cinematic dude that yeah cinematic uh it uh it, it it's 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 such a great album it's very unique it's it's super standout, man. Uh, I honestly haven't stopped listening to it. Uh, once again, that first chunk of the album, though, where this like electronic influence is really heavy, I just love this new evolved sound where they're uh, where they're at. Uh, but yeah, go ahead if you gotta say anything. I was just I had to gush right away. Fucking a no, everything you said is is super accurate. I, I wanted to praise the electronic elements on this album right away too. They they're really treading some similar ground to Full of Hell in that way utilizing more power mm-hmm. electronics mm-hmm. and just more ambiance and more restraint and I mean certainly there there's still those like hyper blasting sequences that we're kind of sort of knowing to come them or to, coming to know them by uh, post false highs true lows but yeah there's a, a very noise and electronic element to this album that is is really appealing and very very well executed this album is very urgent. It is very fucking challenging at times. Agreed. Um, it's very challenging. Uh, but it's it's a good ride. Um, I think you really fucking deserve a cookie if you ride the whole fucking album out. You know, um, it's, it's that's where it's at. That, I, I mean, um, anyways, I, and just and for that, it's such a fucking ripper. Uh, I, I I do kind of, I, I'll be honest, like, I listen to it so much, I do kind of split it up a little bit um, at times. It's It's a lot. 
uh, <laughs> that's because I'm, I'm old now and I'm saying I'm, it's a lot. <laughs> but uh, specifically, uh, God, Christian, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to try to, you have some pretty good pronunciation with the uh, the titles, but I'm just going to say uh, track two is my favorite. Edouard du Dimiage à gauche du Nyon, I want to say. To the right is the Dimiage, and to the left is nothing, is what that means. My boy. Right. Cool. Thank you. Je parle un peu. <laughs> you too. <Yep. laughs> Gesundheit. Um, but yeah, man, fucking this album is is amazing. It, it, I appreciate you saying that it's challenging because just today I was like, wow, if I had listened to this album more last year, it would have maybe charted a bit higher for me because it really is um, I, fucking I, powerful. It's so so good. I specifically put it on my on my list because I knew I was it was gonna be my it was gonna be a carry on. I was like, oh, I'm not done with this album. Like, I want this is fucking awesome. So I that's it was an easy one for me because it, it just like I said, it came out of nowhere. So I kind of stumbled upon it one day on uh, on Spotify, and then uh, I took it from there. So bought it on Bandcamp and just yeah, it's fucking amazing, dude. It yeah, it's incredible. It's, uh, the drumming on this album in particular is in fucking sane like it's one of the more impressive aspects of this band but on this album in particular it's just fucking wild dude like 11 minutes of like hyper blasting I feel like because of the drumming, I com- I want to compare them to Fawn Limbs a lot and I think it's just truly because of the chaotic uh, drumming mm. and just the whole sound you know um, I, in no way are they similar I guess with what they do but they are are in a way because they're both fucking they're both very avant-garde bands but what fun limbs is is i think lacking is like the black metal they're not informed by black metal as much as as this band is black metal no i'm gonna say just the drumming is kind of where i'm getting that uh from uh certainly but yeah um there yeah uh, it's i there's not too many bands i want to say that good Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, there's like not very many bands doing this really like specific like black metal, tech metal crossover, or like, or like more like mathcore ish kind of sound. Like, they're like one of the very few like blackened mathcore bands out there. You know what I'm saying? And now they don't even sound literally, mathcore anymore, but. Yeah. I, that's literally was what I was about to say. I was like, all in all, I feel like this is ultimately another new subgenre because this band has really kind of hybridized. Uh, this like black metal and I will still 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 say like you know chaotic it's like math core you know um, but it's just this mind bending metal influence that uh, yeah uh, I like it it's freaky it's good yeah and they also I mean apart from experimenting with the electronic and like noise elements they also have like a doom closer to this album too which I kind of appreciated it was really reminding me of primitive man on the, the back end of this thing fucking ripper man yeah, I, I gotta agree with you. Uh, Adouard du Demiurge à gauche du Nyon was really fucking good. I, I feel like that song is one of the better ones because it's where they like really seamlessly introduce the noise elements in a way that's like not jarring and kind of just feels like an ornament. It's like it's like built into the track really skillfully. Well said, bud. I I will agree with you. Like that is fucking well said. Putting to, putting it together with the black metal. And the tech metal kind of elements that is, yeah, very, very well. Yeah. I mean, there are tracks on this thing that are purely noise that I really, really enjoy too. Nous, uh, nous in sommes là, uh, 
I'm not a fan of noise, but yeah, that that track seven, man, was really really working for me. Track seven, yeah, yes, that is cut. That um, I as well, not much of a noise fan, but this once again, all in all, I I, I find this album. If you, I mean, give it the time at least once to blast through it, but just you know, kind of be ready for it. Um, but uh, yeah, it, and I, and once again, that 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 doom track at the end is such a fucking solid way to ride out an album on, you know, uh, specifically. Uh, just for how urgent the rest of the album was, I feel like it, it just gives me a, a breather to really think about what I just fucking experienced, you know. Um, all in all, just I, I find this this just such a well-structured album for as fucking chaotic and how many parts there there are to it. It's just, it's 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 really well done. Yeah, man, it is. It is. It's super good. Um, I just want to quickly just blurt out some other tracks I liked uh, in typical MathCast fashion. I like track four, uh, Part modite, modite, definitely hitting like those technical blackened heights of bands like Portal and Imperial Triumphant. I feel like very few bands can like reach that level of intensity, but like they are up there. Loving the feral ass screaming over the hyper blasts uh, that kind of like briefly sputters as if it's about to like break out into a massive breakdown, breakdown, but then like it doesn't. Angel Mort, which has some of the most impressive drumming on the album, that was in particular was I was really really uh, noticing how insane the drumming is because it in the middle of the blasting <laughs> that he's doing, it seems to be that there's like some kind of like accented pulses, so it's like pulsing blast beats, and then they bring in like this siren synth, which is like it sounds like an air raid warning, uh, but it's just like so fucking intense and enveloping. Track five. Yeah, it, yes, uh, it is. It is. Uh, it is invasive. Uh, it, I feel like it's coming up from behind me, like when I'm listening to it. Uh, yeah, it, that is a fucking. Awesome <laughs> to stab track. you in the back. Uh, yeah, I, I'm concerned. I'm very <laughs> concerned about it. You know, I don't know what's going on, but I'm concerned. Track eight, uh, Julie Camarade. Some dissonant guitar work on that. That was super good, and the strobing synths on that as well are like really quite disorienting. Uh, personally, like I said, man, it's fucking, it's it's crazy, dude. It's a challenging one. It's it's a ride. I think we should give him Angel Mort. I like that cool. was the best one. I mean, it's just got right. such incredibly explosive percussion. Yeah, either that or part modite. But yeah, I think we should give him Angel Mort. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you Angel Mort, which is track five from Rien et Soufi, and that came out on November nineteenth. Here we go. <laughs>
I love how they had the uh, the applause there at the end. Fucking brilliant. Uh, yeah. Wow. Holy, holy shit. That is a that is a ripper. Yeah. Holy hell. That album is a fucking. It's a doink. It'd rip your yep. rip your fucking your pecker clean off. Yep. Yep. So that was Angel Mort, which is track five from Plebeian Grandstand's new album, Rien Sophie. And they came out on November 19th. I, I like this album more and more every time I listen to it, I gotta say. I'm, I'm sort of just allowing myself to just succumb to the black metal, you know, just allow it to envelop me like the, yep. the yep. warm embrace of death. Um, yeah, fucking it. It wears on you, man. It's good. It's, it's good. really, really good. So speaking of black metal really going out on a limb this episode. <laughs> but uh, the only <laughs> other, what I would consider to be blackened mathcore band in the scene, who's also more exclusively pivoted to black metal, uh, next we're going to talk about Noise Trail Immersion. And they are a post-black metal quintet from Turin, Italy. And they just released their fourth full-length album, Curia, on November 16th via I Void Hanger Records. And yeah, just speaking of bands, just going full-on black metal, uh, starting out as more of a kind of a math core tech metal band, and then just their same exact stylistic trajectory as Plebeian Grandstand here. You could say a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. I agree. Perhaps minus the use of like you know electronics and, and noise elements, but uh, just also I think embracing what I would describe as a holistic approach. You know, they're more focused on. Oh like the whole and less focused on like tropes. I, I, I do feel there is a beautiful blend of that dissonant black metal going on here. Uh, just like, uh, the, uh, the band we mentioned before it's, um, I feel like they do have a little bit of a slower and darker approach to it. You know, a little more atmospheric, you know, this whole album is way uh, more restrained but, than their other stuff for sure. Yeah. I would still, though, call this at times urgent, and it's challenging in its own way, man. It's still, it's a, there's so many layers. There's a lot going on, you know. Uh, but overall, I do feel this is a little bit more of a, um, an, a, a easy listening, I guess. I don't know. It's just a, the 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 slower the slower approach uh, definitely made this um, a little easier to digest, I guess. Yeah, this was this was a tougher one for me too. Um... I mean, I have to agree. Yeah, it was, it was definitely challenging. I'm still struggling with. And I mean, this isn't good. I, I mean, this in a good way. It, I mean, like challenging. Like, I, it is. It's just a lot going on, man. It takes. It takes <coughs> a bit. You know, I don't know. I don't know how. Like, I don't know. Anyways, I, I got to be do some. I got to be doing some shit to uh, process this. Uh, this kind of music. You know, I need to. I need to be moving and functioning. I can't be sitting and listening to it. You know. Yeah, it, definitely on the subject of like just being uncomfortable, for sure. I, I definitely get yeah. that. Just yeah, the both of these bands, Plebeian Grandstand and Noise Trail Immersion, it's like they pivoted in such similar ways, especially with the vocals. Both the vocalists are doing such different approaches on this album. One that is just like way more feral, urgent as you might describe it, more just like raw and less. Um, less like traditional you know what i'm saying they're really it's there's not technique to what they're doing it's like animalistic (laughs) word i like that animalistic very nice yeah i definitely got i didn't 
I, I didn't give this album enough time and attention to be quite honest with you. Um, it just, it, it did not, it didn't grab me. I listened to it a number, you know, several times, but I just, I couldn't like get into it as, as much as I really wanted to, because I really enjoy this band's past stuff, but the direction they took it on this one, I was turned off immediately with the first single, I think in the music video, it was just way too paced, <laughs> way too, this new approach is just too restrained for me. It's, you know, they matured, you know, it's, it is what it is. Well, they kind of just used way too much acoustic guitar on this album was my other complaint. Like there is a lot of acoustic guitar, man. There's a lot of acoustic. And it's that's too what much. I'm saying. Not only is it slower, they got a lot of acoustic guitar. It's um, too much. It's just, the, the intro is acoustic. The interlude is acoustic. The outro is acoustic. There is acoustic guitar on the second track. There, it's just like yeah. all over this record. And I feel like it's, um, I, I don't know. It's not maybe that's I'm sort of getting hung up on like one particular aspect of the instrumentation. So, um, you know, don't let that hold you back from listening to the album. Obviously, but yeah, that that it just wasn't working for me. It was it was too many acoustic interludes, outros, etc. Um, and they also did the move that I I can't stand, which is making the title track the instrumental. Always <laughs> for some reason just bugs the shit out of me. That should be like yeah. the most glorious part of the record. You know that the title track. It's like it's it's directly in the middle of the album too. Like it's just yeah, that overall confused me as well, bud. I was like, huh, oh, oh, all right. But to move, you know, to move past my critiques, which are, I mean, the the whole acoustic thing—that's not much of a critique, honestly. There's, I don't think really constructive I can say about that, other than it just wasn't wasn't working for me. But I did like track two. I feel like they they put. Oh, that is my favorite track. Yeah, that is my favorite fucking track, dude. And even though there's acoustic guitars in that track, I feel like they are at least you know, well-placed. It's one of the more interesting and technical numbers as well, too, which is probably why I, I feel like I like it. Same with uh, Cohesion. That that feels more like their old stuff, too, a bit more on, like, the tech metal side. But, um... Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Demergio del Non Returnio, or Retorn- <laughs> Retorno, which is uh, the Demiurge of No Return. Everyone's talking about Demiurges. Uh, <laughs> so like, let's, let's go ahead and play that one for him yeah awesome so we're going to play for you uh, Dimergio del Non Ritorno and that is track 2 from Curia which came out on November 16th of 
right, so that was Diumergio del Non Ritorno, which is track two from Noise Trail Immersion's new album, Curia, which came out on November 26th. So the last band we're going to talk about is Knocked Loose. Again, you all fucking know who this band is. This is this is just another instance of, of a band that everybody fucking... I mean, they, they've gone from being... One of the yeah, I'm fucking tired, dog Robert. Thank you <laughs> for noting that. I'm fucking wow. Yeah, I need I need Robert, some. Don't judge him. I need I need some beat down now to wake me the fuck up from that. Holy shit! What a snooze fest. I'm so sorry. Nice trail immersion. But, whoops! Whoops! Awful. I'll I'll, I'll cut that. All right. So cut that. Cut that. Right. Cut that. Cut that. Yeah. Yeah. Cut that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Wow. Just. What what a remarkable trajectory. It was like eight years ago that they were a small band with like one EP. And it seems like after they dropped that split, they were just like, boom, touring with counterparts. And then within a year of that, they were already one of the biggest bands in hardcore. And now I feel like they could be playing stadiums with their, their level of success. It's crazy. Under a decade. Oh, one my of the, God. From like an underground band to one of the biggest bands in metal and hardcore. I mean, just have done nothing but just refine their sound of just brutality and just so heavy and just I mean what what an advanced uh, sound in, in metalcore, dude. It is it is so amazing what they've they've come to be. You know they've gotten um, so much. I, I mean, th- this this EP is is really is pleasing for me as a fan of chaotic music as I. It sees them embracing a direction that is, frankly, a little more interesting than what they normally do. I mean, I enjoy beatdowns greatly, and they, they're they definitely the purveyors of the finest beatdowns in metalcore that one can possibly find. But, I mean, it gets it does get tiresome. You know, it does kind of... It get, it's, it's a bit one-dimensional, and on this, this EP, they kind of broached some territory that was, like, way more chaotic and... As a result, you know, justice, or if not more visceral than what they normally do, and kind of making wake. I think made, making you wait for the breakdown makes it more rewarding. That's what made older metalcore, heavier music so good. Is they didn't just throw breakdowns at you nonstop. They literally built up to the breakdown. It just wasn't you know, the focus wasn't yep. so exclusively on it. But but I mean the the I mean I'm, I'm pretty sure the album does basically bust out of the gate with like a pretty ridiculous breakdown. It right does. Off the bat. So, it, you know, it does. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean and they, they, they everything they write is something that I want to dance to, and that's like what they yeah. their principle of writing music is is if it makes them want to dance, they pin that shit to a fucking album, and it, it shows. Like everything they write is is good. This is another band that's not put out anything like bad. Even even laugh tracks is. No. Meme worthy no. as some of the moments were is a good album. Like objectively speaking, it's a good fucking hardcore album, and I, I enjoy it's it quite still a bit. Fucking great man. Like, don't act yeah, like uh, the bark. I, you know, the the arf arf thing is not the toughest goddamn thing you've ever heard because that that is tough. That makes me want to. That makes me want to throw the fuck down. Like, remember when we saw them at Oakland Metro, like playing to 150 kids at like basically a four show? Like, I mean, I guess there was a dude, tiny stage, but. It wasn't. It wasn't even the big. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't even the big stage. It was a side tiny stage. It was so intimate. It was so great. That, that was, was one of the best shows too. I've ever been to. I fucking moshed so hard, and that was that was on the tail end of them putting out that that EP or the the split 
with I can't even remember who the the band on the other side of that split was, but um, I have to, I, I do have to say uh, consistently, not only has Knock uh, Loose just you know like I said finally tuned this this metalcore sound that they have, but uh, the vocal the vocalist Brian his shrieking style of vocals are they hit my eardrums just so beautifully like i love his style it's so unique in hardcore like i absolutely just it i, I it's so just one of the best mid registers in hardcore when, for sure when i fucking hear brian like i know what who i'm listening to like it is it is amazing man i, I real scrappy uh, sound there are some yeah um I, I love the length of this album. As you all know, I love a fucking brutal, slammy, fucking just straight to it uh, EP, digestible, you know. Uh, I can knock it out fast. Uh, this one is just, it's so short and sweet in its own way, uh, but there's so much in it still, you know. There's a, yeah, there's a whole. I, I really. Go ahead, continue. No, no, uh, it's just um, the churning out of the fucking chugs and the panic chords. They just, uh, they have my fucking attention every last second, you know? Uh, it, it really, the, yeah, this this, this should have been on my, on my uh, 2021 list. I don't know why it wasn't. Um, I saw a lot of other people with this one on their list, and I was like. This is in my top 10 EPs for sure. Yeah, I should have fucking put that one on here. But anyway, so uh, I, I I praise this one. This is honestly out of the out of the six bands we're covering tonight. This is this one I had no problem listening to a few times. I'll just say that. Fuck yeah, this is this is like some of their best shit to date. I want to say like this album is yeah, is is super good. They um, yep. you know it's it's a bit off the wall because they, they don't have any like background in math core, but that. Uh, what is I can't remember what the name of the fucking song is. Return to Passion. They really are That's my favorite track. Yeah, they really struck out in some kind of chamber esque territory there at the level of, of chaos. I really, really enjoyed that track. But what I was gonna say is they also added I should have mentioned this way early on, but this EP has an accompanying accompanying uh short film with it as well. So you can watch the short film to this too on YouTube and really get the full effect That's of what so they were trying to cool. accomplish. Yeah, I'll link that for you in the description as well. They also kind of brought in some old school death uh, death metal elements as well. I noticed. So mm-hmm. they really just trying this deep into their career. I mean, eight years. Good to see them try some new stuff other than just beat down. You know, I mean, maybe the uh, the old school death metal part is a bit too focus group for me personally. But it, what when they're doing it, it's fucking good. It's like it's very successfully done. And uh, they very successfully did the more chaotic stuff, too. I mean, live, they play the breakdown for Me and Him Called Us as uh, Innocent Bystanders. Uh, so mm. you already know they know what's up. Like, Because that whammy pedal yeah, I, I breakdown this- is irresistible. It's really similar to the style that they play, so... It's ridiculous, man. Yeah, I, I feel this 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 uh, EP and it all all in all is just finally wrapped up in a nice little fucking bow, man. It's it's so well done. Uh, I I got no tweaks on it. I I, I just want more. But uh, I'm I'm glad I, I'm glad it is what it is. Uh, just uh, I hope they continue on with this fucking brutal fucking sound. Like let's just keep beefing it up, man. Yeah, I want an LP of this. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you. Return to Passion, which is track five from Knocked Loose's new EP, 
A Tear in the Fabric of Life, and that came out on October 13th. Here we go. So fucking good. What a what a goddamn banger. I love how they throw the little clean break in there too. Like so uncharacteristic of the style they normally play. I really appreciate that a lot. <laughs> yeah. So that was Return to Passion, which is off Knocked Loose's new EP, A Tear in the Fabric A Tear in the Fabric of Life, which came out back in October. So before we wrap this up, I just want to thank you guys so much. If you made it to the end of this podcast, uh, thank you. <laughs> we really appreciate that. Uh, if you liked what you heard and uh, you want to throw us a couple bucks, go check out our Patreon. You can get some cool benefits there. Also, I want to encourage you to leave us five stars on iTunes. Leave us a review uh, and follow us on Spotify. All that, all that good stuff. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 73rd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night, and stay beautiful. <laughs>